friends, this is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea Ve'one, Tehillim and Other Hebrew Texts Podcast, episode 142. The following is the recitation of Psalm 129, a.k.a. Perek or Mizmor Kuf Chaf Tet. After the recitation, stay tuned to hear more about this Mizmor. Psalm 129 Shir Hamalot Rabat Seraruni Minu Urai Gam Lo Yahlu Li Al Gabi Harshu Horshim Ha'arichu Le Ma'anitam Adonai Sadiq Kitsets Avot Rishaim Yevoshu Ve'isogu Achor Kol Sonei Zion Yiyu kachatzir gagot shekadmat shalaf yavesh shelo milei chapo kotzer vechitzno meamer velo amru Ha'ovrim Birkat Adonai Alechem Be'rachnu Etchem B'shem Adonai Psalm 129 is the 10th psalm in the consecutive Shira Malot series. This psalm, like the first Shemalo, seems to be of a somber tone as compared with the others in the series. Some commentaries see it as a theme talking about the end of the enemies and or the trust and faith in Hashem that he has gotten us out of hard times in the past, so we trust that he will, God willing, do it going forward. The second half, there is also mention of what some commentaries think of as a curse, of those who hate Zion, omitting Hashem's name there, and that the nation of Israel not be negatively affected by the deep cuts that they have received throughout their history. There is a sense of looking back at the past in the first half, where the narrator reiterates a couple times in the first two psukim, Rabat Tzeraruni Minurai, how his oppressors would cause him a lot of pain since his youth. Then in the second half, there is hope for the future, that those who caused him so much pain, I, I kind of really like the imagery given in uh, Pasuk 6 and 7, let them be like grass on roofs that fades before it can be pulled up, that affords no handful for the reaper, no armful for the gatherer of sheaves, end quote. It sounds a little esoteric at first. But now that I have come to a deeper understanding of this mismore, these phrases hold so much depth. 
There are a lot of commentaries that seem to think that probably the most powerful Pasuk in this psalm, Pasuk 3, Al-Gabi Kharshu Khorshim Ha'erichu Le-Ma'anitam The plowmen plowed upon my back. They made long furrows. Is showing how bad the narrator had it in his youth, that the oppressors dug deeply into him and made a bad lasting impression on his life, and yet he still believes in Hashem despite that. My husband pointed out something I love, that it's really up for interpret- interpretation here, that Pasuk. Plowing furrows, aka Choresh, is the first act of the planting cycle. It's the most labor-intensive step where you are literally creating the path and the headway necessary for you to have a place to plant the seeds. In other words, nothing can be planted, let alone grow, without those long furrows. Tilling the land was especially hard at first until Noah, with a midrash that says he was actually given his name for the menucha, the comfort he gave to the world, by inventing the plow that was pulled by the ox carrying the yoke. So this narrator, according to my husband's thought, is not only focusing on the hardship that he was put through, but rather the focus is on the sacrifice that he made to bear the burden, the yoke like that the ox to enable the furrows to be dug so that better seeds could grow for the future generation. The the narrator expresses in this psalm how he sees the bracha, the blessing from Hashem, even in the harder times, and that it's the passerbys next to him, seeing the oppression he was going through, who wouldn't recognize the blessing, because he was thinking towards the future. The narrator is then is expressing that his oppression was not purposeless. And he has faith that his suffering is for the success of future generations, while at the same time praying that the opposite result will occur for his oppressors. I was learning a shir from Rabbi Yogi Rabkin on rekindling spirituality. He brought up the Zohar's Kabbalistic idea of mochin de katnus, what we would call narrow-mindedness, versus mochin de godless, what we would call open-mindedness or expansiveness. Explaining that someone with a transient view won't be able to see Hashem's hand in things that they are going through, but someone with a widened perspective can see it and will be able to bless Hashem, seeing that that which we struggle with today ultimately helps to bring our tomorrow. I was talking with my daughter about her struggles socially, feeling more comfortable being herself and expressing herself with certain school friends more than others. And I was explaining to her that it sounds like she's feeling shy and maybe introverted, and all that is okay. And if and when she is ready, she can start to feel into how and if she wants to do anything different going forward. But that is a sk- that is still, like most people, learning her emotional maturity levels. I reassured her that what she is struggling with now will help her to learn how, if she sits with that discomfort, to be social in a way that is more in line with where she wants to be in the future. Something that she, at her age in life, is unable to see the fuller picture of, but I was able to guide her, 
guide with having an experienced understanding. I say this mundane example instead of, say, the awful, unfortunate recent tragedies that occurred in Memphis between abduction and murder of an innocent running mother and then a shooting rampage on Facebook Live by a 19-year-old this past week. Those are hard for us to understand, that there's a bigger picture of how or why we as a community with a majority of good people need to suffer and have this fear now in our lives. It's hard to have this open-mindedness and see how this can somehow be plowing furrows for us to be able to plant positive seeds and have positive growth where we will see the blessing from Hashem and reap the benefits from the tears we have sown. But if we try to practice this view of what Rabbi David Aaron terms seeing allness, seeing how everything is connected, like the philosophy of the Buddhist describe a leaf falling from a tree, something that will ultimately nourish it, and how even the clouds that give the rain are connected to this life cycle of life. And hopefully that can give us nechama, comfort, knowing that we don't know everything yet, but it's not meaningless. able to find comfort in all the hard to understand occurrences and struggles that we deal with in our lives. The learning and recitation is in honor of the families of the victims in Memphis this week and the royal family in England with the death of Queen Elizabeth. May they be comforted and may those who have passed rest in peace. If there is an episode that you would like to sponsor, or if you have any questions, please email me at nursenisa1, N-U-R-S-E-N-I-S-A, the number one, at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to join the Facebook group to be aware of upcoming episodes. Please subscribe and share. Thank you for joining. Okay.